Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. Won't be 
We're looking at chapter 18 of Genesis on the Hour of Anointing. I'm David Ingalls, and, and we're going to be talking about a good father. And uh, here, a good father is pointed out in, in this chapter, several verses here. And, uh, and we're going to just to use Abraham as our example. Verse 1 says, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. So a good father is willing to see and hear the Lord. He's sitting in the door looking. He's watching. Verse 2 says, He lift up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. So a good father watches for and responds to possibilities. Abraham ran to meet them. He humbled himself. Then in verse 3, we see that Abraham, as an example of a good father, said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. So a good father is pleadingly Graceful. Then we look at verses 4 and 5, where uh, Abraham offers water, and, uh, and he wants to wash their feet. And he says, rest yourself under a tree. He wants to put them in some shade. So I'm going to get you something to eat, verse 5, and comfort your hearts. And then you can go and do what you need to do. So verses 4 and 5 point out that a good father is hospitable. And then in verse 6, we see the example in uh, chapter 18 of Genesis. Abraham is our a uh, person we're looking at today, the qualities of a good father. Verse 6, uh, he hasted to the tent unto Sarah, said, Make ready some um, some fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And then Abraham ran to the herd himself, fetched a calf tender and good, and gave it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. So a good father, um, by the ability of the Holy Spirit in him, is a good administrator and a good dietitian. Verse 7, a good father chooses the best for his guests, uh, and he's a good cook, too. A good father is. So he went and chose uh, uh, the, the the good calf, the tender, the tender and good, the Bible says here. So he chooses the very best for his guests. Verse 8 points out that a good father stands by as a waiter to serve God in any way. He took butter and milk and the calf which he addressed and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. A good father, uh, we're going to go to verse 13 now through 15. We're going to read that. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laughed not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. A good father is willing to face up to the responsibility and will face up to the responsibility of his wife, even at her lying to God and of her being in fear. Abraham's rapport with God holds the promise together. And, uh, you know, a spirit of fear uh, causes uh, lying to come about. Somebody lies because uh, because of being in fear. A spirit of fear brings on lying, and then lying brings on automatically, it invites thieving, thieving spirits. So, Fear leads to lying, and lying leads to thieving. So let's just stop it at fear. You know, Jesus, the Father, and through the Word, we're told so many times, fear not. Looking at verse 16, talking about good father today, a good father will help get people started. And so um, it says, The men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. Then verse 17 points out that uh, a good father will have such a good rapport and good fellowship and rapport with God but God will always tell him of things to come. That's right. A good father will stay in good experience with the Lord, and he will know what the Lord is going to do, because God will 
will tell him. Verse 17 says, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? And a good father is someone that God sees greatness in. Then verse 19 points out that a good father will command his children and command his household after him to keep the way of the Lord. Uh, the word of God says, For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. So, you know, there's responsibility comes to a father, and that is to uh, make a command and uh, that, that our children, that our household, keep the ways of God to do justice and judgment so that the fullness of the promise, we can enjoy the full promise. Verse 22 points out that uh, a good father will stay in God's presence. Let's look at it. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. That's the men. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. So a good father uh, will stay in God's presence. A good father also in verse 23 so shows that he will draw near to God. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? But says, Abraham drew near. And then uh, a good father will intercede for others, will be a praying man. He will intercede for others. And you can see that in verse 23, the second, the very last part of that, down through verse 32. As Abraham began to pray, he said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city, and so forth. He came right on down, and so Abraham here is interceding for others. So a good father intercedes for others. Look at verse thirty-three. Uh, a good father returns to and stays at his appointed place. He doesn't crowd around, get led off in other directions, but he returns to his place. I'm talking about a good father today. This is the hour of anointing. This is David Ingalls, and we're turning to uh, Romans four, uh, continuing with a good father. Romans 4 and verse 3, a good father believes God and is therefore in right standing with God. In Romans uh, 4 and verse 9, it points out that a good father is a man of faith. He speaks God's word. And then in Romans 4 verse 17, a good father speaks beyond natural reason and, and therefore is a progenitor of an ongoing, growing family of believers. And a good father in verse 18 sets himself, drives himself to hope even when there is no hope or apparent hope, in order to bring into manifestation the desires and dreams of God. And if he doesn't have any hope, he'll believe in some hope. He'll believe it in, get hope in him. <laughs> Verse 19, a good father will not observe any of his so-called inabilities or those of his wife or family, but will believe in spite of the seeming dead issues or even the uncooperativeness cooperativeness of his wife or his family members or associates. He is strong in expression of faith, which glorifies God. A good father will convince himself through mind renewal. You'll find that, of course, in Romans 12 and 2. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But verse 21 points it out. A good father will convince himself through mind renewal and by communing with God that God's abilities were equal to God's promises and requests. Verse 22 points out in Romans 4 that a good father will see things through to a completion. And then let me just tell you this. We talk about a good father, good mother, good child, good person. We all can step in. We've been talking about a good father, but it works for everybody. Galatians 3.13, then if ye be Christ, that means if we belong to him, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. 
and our time is gone. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for radio time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls. Stop.